You want to go ahead and talk? <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. No. Do it. No. Do it. <laughs> Say, you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. <laughs> Do it. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, you're on. Then you're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast. There you go. That's pretty good, my man. This week on Word Bros, we have Mr. James Roach, who is running a Kickstarter called Fourth Monkey. Yes, the Fourth Monkey Anthology for Awareness. Uh, so, yeah, so we're going to talk to him about his Kickstarter and a couple other books he's working on. Looks like he's working on something called Wretches and all kinds of stuff. So we're going to talk to James. He's, he's also on the If Anthology that features none other than, than your favorite tag team of podcasters, the Word Bros. That's right. These dudes <laughs> right here. Hopefully I'm recording all this stuff, and I yeah. am, so that's awesome. So, yeah, so we're going to talk to James. Um, I'm pooped, man, because we were up we were up much later last night than I thought it would be because we were talking to a, a friend of ours, Nikki So. Uh, Nikki's a very talented guy. We're in the process of trying to work something together with him. But we, I was up uh, much later than I thought it would be because the ideas were coming. Some good ideas we're, yesterday. We had some good ideas going on. Yeah, so I'm pretty excited about that. So brainstorming sessions. Like that's a part of comics you don't get to talk about often. Yeah, it's fun. Like because we were just kind of kicking around ideas and having a good time, and you know, just shooting stuff and seeing what works. And we were trying. I will say this for Nikki. We were trying to ask Nikki, like Nikki, what do you want to draw? And he kept kind of going, I don't know, just whatever's cool. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it pretty much was yeah. that like nikki just nikki wants to draw everything which is cool because he's hungry so then you know the book will get done so that's that's <laughs> exciting so without further ado here is james Rook. No, James, you walked into Kevin and I before you were coming. We were singing like uh, late reggae. '80s, early '90s dancehall reggae songs, and <laughs> I was singing. I was singing Shaba Ranks. Do you know who Shaba Ranks is? Do you remember? What's the song? I don't know the name offhand. Uh, Shaba Ranks sings Mister Mister Lover Man. Mr. Loverman, Shaba. You, you don't remember that song? He used, to, he used to sing a song. Yeah. With, he, does a, he, does, he does a song with Maxi Priest, too, back in the day. Uh, but anyway, so I was singing Shaba Ranks, and uh, Kevin started singing Mr. Boobastic. And I was like, no, son, that's Shaggy. So we had a, we had a, we had a beef for a second. That is we, Shaggy. We, yeah, see? Lover, lover. Yeah, that's Mr. Boombastic. He was the, he's Canadian, actually. I don't know if you know that or not, but Shaggy is I did from, know. Yeah. Yeah, I, he's not from, well, his father's from Jamaica, right, yeah. from the island itself. He was born, I thought he was born in, like, Queens, but he's from Canada. Yeah, I thought he was from Toronto or something. Let me yeah. look, because now it's going to bug not, me. Not Jamaica, yeah. yeah he <laughs> he doesn't Jam have the accent. That's not a natural accent. He no, puts that's it all, on. 
Yeah, that's all phony baloney. Same thing with Snow. <laughs> remember, remember the I white guy rapper? Snow. He's yeah, awesome. Yeah. The, one that, the one that you look like, Bobby. Yes, the one that I look like. Yes, when I, in high school, the one that I look like in high school. Um, he, he is also from Canada. Had a very long recording career. I don't know if you're – he's still making records. No, he, I guess he is from uh, – he's from New York. All right. All right. No, so I was wrong. Not from – uh, not from Canada. Used to. So we're making a lot of reggae mistakes here today. I tell you what, though, Shaggy was a veteran. He served in the United States Marine Corps. Yeah, oh, did, yeah, that's did, right. Did you just read that? Is I that just what? read that. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. Uh, he also sang "Oh Carolina." <laughs> I, if you guys remember that one, Mr. Boombastic. It wasn't me. I love. It wasn't me. That's the best song in the whole wide world. It wasn't <laughs> classic. Me. With that other guy, who's the? Uh, who is some that guy, other guy singing? Yeah, I don't who know. Is that but other guy? Shaggy was dropping knowledge on that guy, you know. <laughs> Remember uh, that video too? They had the video of them in the bathroom and in yeah, every yeah, room. Yeah, yeah. That wasn't me. <laughs> was it, is the, that singer's name was Rick Roar. Uh, Rick Rock. Rick Rock. Uh, never, nothing yeah. ever. Now yeah. I guess that was his, his biggest career thing. Never was, took off. Yeah. It <laughs> hey, how's the audio on here? Is, I just bought a new mic, so is it coming in okay? You sound great. You sound good. Oh, beautiful. You sound great. Now, now, yeah, that accent. Where are you from, my friend? I grew up in Brooklyn, but nice. I live in New Jersey, and I've been told I don't have an accent that sounds like I'm from either of those places. So now let me ask you a know. question: Are you a baseball fan? No. Oh, Sorry. so really? You're not a baseball fan? Good. Then I don't have to kick you off the podcast for being a Yankees fan. That's pretty uh, cool. What are you from? Boston? Are you a Boston uh, no, guy? I'm a, I'm a Mets fan. I've been a lifelong Mets oh, fan. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Okay. Now, do you watch? Uh, do you watch hockey? Do you watch hockey? No, I'm not a sports guy. I mean, not a sports I'm into, guy. At all. Yeah, no, another guy. Not I, I fell away from football. Like with, I don't know. Back in the day, I kind of watched it, but I just don't have the time. For the last like five years, I kind of fell away. The only thing I really keep track of is uh, MMA, but that's you know that's it. Okay. All right. It's I easy. It's one guy, you know. I, I don't yeah. have to keep track of teams. It's just yeah. like one person, and you know, it's it's it. Now, Kevin <laughs> used to do. Kevin, weren't you like an actual fighter? Like, uh, didn't you do? Like, didn't you train like uh, in I Brazilian jiu-jitsu or something train. like that? Yeah. Was wasn't wasn't Wesley Snipes your uh, your <laughs> sensei or something? If memory serves me correctly, your spirit animal. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was actually Alan Moore. That was uh, ah, that explains the beard. Yeah, I did. Uh, I did it only for a year last year, and I got my four-year-old. Oh, she's five now. My daughter doing it um, as well. We just had a third kid, so I had to take her out because of the whole hullabaloo. Um, <laughs> I'm not sure if you guys have kids. Well, I know Bob, yes. you have, kid, I have two, kids. Yes. Oh, you got okay. Yeah. So you understand uh, <laughs> the whole the whole rigmarole. But yeah, so I had to take her and myself out. But jujitsu uh, is a really kind of calming, meditative thing. You know, it's not kind of. Yeah, it's not really a knucklehead thing when you when you you might think from the outside. Did you did you roll Kev or did you? I did hop keto, not jujitsu. Oh, okay. Nah, I was gonna go. My son. I'm gonna take my son now that he's turning like eight. I'm gonna take him into like uh, I'm trying to get him to pick what he's interested in, but it's really hard at eight. So uh, they oh had, yeah, <laughs> they had taekwondo in in school. So I was like, hey, you want to do taekwondo? And he was like. He's like, I don't know, like maybe. And so I tried to sign him up for that and uh, he didn't get in the first time. Oh, so that's, that's a like bummer. school program. So like he, he got into like the bike safety course, which, which he's is fine good. Yeah, he's cool with that. So um, I'm going to start looking into the, the BJJ for him um, in like Brazilian Jiu-Jitsu. They, they have a place around here that teaches it. They teach a uh, Gracie course called uh, Bully Proof. Um, okay, yeah. Good. 
the, the Gracies, yeah, they're the they're the big name. Yeah, they're the guys. The original <laughs> one of the original guys in Brazil. Yeah, it's the Gracie yeah, they, family. They like started MMA and all that stuff, right? According to legend, according to yeah. like well, they tap out legend. <laughs> <laughs> yes, uh, as bro science or bro yeah. legend goes. Yeah, it's, <laughs> it's those guys. But no, they're they're huge. They're the uh, the original big family that brought jujitsu into like you know uh, fist and kicking M- uh, mixed martial arts where the little guy could take out a bigger guy. Um, yeah, the Gracie's kind of made that famous. Interesting. Yeah, you know, as far as discipline and all that stuff goes, it's in self-defense. My young, my young daughter, we wanted to get her in, the rest of the kids, you know. That's cool. Because I'm having a hard time because my, my oldest daughter, well, my, I have a daughter and a son. My oldest uh, is seven, and she is amped on doing things until it's time to actually do them. Like, we were in the car uh, on the way home from school one day, and she's like, Daddy – uh, we had tennis instructors come to our school today during gym and they were teaching us how to play tennis. And I was like, Oh, that's cool. And she's like, yeah, they're having like a camp. And I was like, that's cool. Would you like to do that? And she said, yeah, after it's like a seven week camp on Saturdays and end- at the end of it, there's pizza. And I was like, there's, that's cool. There's a pizza party. This is amazing. And then, so it came to sign up and I kept asking her, do you want to do it? I don't know. Do you want to do it? I don't know. Do you want to do it? I don't know. As a kid, you brought this up. I never would have thought of you as a tennis player unless you bring it to my attention. And then now you're being all wishy-washy. So you know what? You do nothing. Just go, just go, just go read your comic books. Yeah. Like a normal well, sometimes kid. you got to just force them into it. You know, if yeah. they kind of have a liking towards it, but they don't have that gumption to kind of do it, you know, yeah. which they're kids. They had a million things going on, yeah. but you know, I push them in and see if they, uh, swim you know <laughs> yeah totally. so you have you have a kickstarter now called push them in and learn how to swim it's an actual uh it's a That's swimming book one. it's a oh. swimming book for children how to teach your kids how to swim oh this is amazing <laughs> and i know you had that as well it's called throw them in the deep end and watch them sink no you, have Did a... you see the cover you got the dad on the phone and just like a, a push push that kid right into the pool now busy, what is kid. now what is your kickstarter called sir it is the fourth monkey and anthology for awareness. Um, it's co-created or edited. I don't know what you want to call it, but by myself and a writer, Daniel Ferrand from the UK. Okay. That's what it's called. Now I got to tell you a full disclosure here. Kevin and I love monkeys. So, so nice. Well, unfortunately, is... aside from the title and the cover and a lot of the pinup work, um, all the interior work is there are no monkeys. There oh. what? Yeah. So, so, it You're came about um, this, this, po- this podcast is over. Goodbye, well, we got- James <laughs> So, yeah, so we, we, uh, we put all the interior pages, or at least page one, from every, each of the eight stories. So let me unpack it a little more. There's 100 pages. Wow. Eight different stories about not 20 about plus monkeys. Not different about creators. Monkeys, no, not, not about monkeys. It's just the title. It's just the title. 100 pages. Yeah, exactly. So all the, th- the, the theme is uh, social and environmental uh, issues. So okay. we, had, we had kind of originally gotten eight writers together and uh, pitched it to them. Everybody, you know, loved the idea, including myself when I first heard it. And then from there, it was like, you know what's your topic? And then people went with different things. Mine is ocean pollution. We got poaching. Um, there's some deep ones. It's like, you know, suicide, abuse, um, political polarization, uh, uh, pesticides, like harmful pesticides and bee population. Oh, nice. That's online, online bullying. Yeah. So it's kind of like, um, not, you know, it's topical, but it's not preachy. It's kind of what we've been going with. The stories are all well done. Um, so, so far we have, uh, let me backtrack a little bit. So yeah, we had the eight, all you want. 
the eight writers that we kind of had on board first, we figured, hey, what, who do you guys, what's your ideal artist? Who do you guys want to work with? And if it's feasible, you know, if it's nobody crazy, if it's not, um, I want Jim uh, Lee Sean to do Murphy or something. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. So within reason, you'll follow any guys like ourselves, you know, I want we'll Jack Kirby to, to draw my B pollen story. <laughs> Jack Kirby. I want to bring, I want to have a seance and bring him back from the dead. The bees with Kirby crackle. <laughs> yeah, that'd be amazing though. to see Jack Kirby draw a bee pollination story would be pretty fucking dope. If I say so myself. <laughs> No, right on. So in any event, so we got um, the artists on board. Pretty much everyone loved the idea. And so the different stories. So since we have different artists, different styles, um, some hey, you got bees. So it's a story just involving insects. And I think there's some birds in there, uh, if I remember correctly, because that was written by Madeline Holly Rosing, who does Boston Metaphysical Society. Oh, yeah, and, I've heard of that. Yeah, great. Yeah, she, she's great. So, um, so she she made a point that uh, one of the main uh, villains in the story, aside aside from pesticides, is uh, a Wyoming bird. I think kind of bird. So she's gonna kill me for that. But uh, so the different stories have different. We got humans. Some stories are featuring humans. Some stories the main characters are, are bees. Um, but again, no monkeys. No monkeys. So no yeah. So monkeys. back to the monkeys. So originally, when Daniel and I were trying to figure out, you know, what do we? We got the idea for the theme. We have artists and writers on board. What the hell are we going to call this thing? Um, so to hit, we kind of jumped back and forth and we decided, or, or I forget who brought it up first. I think it was Daniel, the three mystic monkeys. I don't know if you got heard. Everyone's familiar with it. Yeah. The, uh, here in no evil. evil. Yeah. Yeah. So we were trying to think of something <laughs> Kevin, iconic. Kevin forgot this was a podcast and was actually <laughs> pantomiming with things did it, yeah. and not saying them aloud, which would yeah. be hear no evil, see no evil, speak no evil. Kevin just did like he was yeah. playing charades. I did. You would have got it if it was a charade. I, I thought what? that was the I, cover. I thought it was looked at the cover. <laughs> I totally would have got it. I'm very simian, sir. That's not funny. <laughs> <laughs> So, yeah, so we were trying to think, you know, we need something that's going to, uh, you know, an iconic image that people can see and, and know right away. So we got the three mystic monkeys, which are, yeah, hear, see, speak, no evil. Do it, evil. Kevin, do it. It's your and thing then, now. <laughs> <laughs> and then what do we, so we, the fourth is the one who's kind of aware, you know, the one that's not uh, turning a blind eye, the one that's not not paying attention, the one that's actually focused so the first idea for a cover would be you got the other guys with a more modern feel, like the one guy's got his head in the phone, one guy's might shoving a, a sandwich or uh, fast food in his mouth, oh, okay. another guy, another guy's got headphones on, he's not paying attention, and then you got the fourth monkey, which might have a, a megaphone or something, trying to explain to people like, hey, you gotta, you know, pay attention to some of this stuff. You know, bees. They've been saying the thing about bees forever. You know, if bees if bees die, we die, and. I don't know that it fell by the wayside and it's not up in media and everyone's attention right here and now, but it's something that is an issue and people should focus on just like well, some of the other issues, ocean pollution, et cetera. Totally. That's a cool idea, man. I dig that. Uh, it's, it's nice to see because especially now it seems like more creators are kind of getting on board for social causes and kind of for uh, uh, just social justice in general, which I think is, it's, it's a lot cooler. You have a voice. Why not use it? Why not try, you know? And, and a lot of great fiction comes out of, uh, of, I guess, social commentary. Look at the Twilight Zone for Pete's sake. Like half the Twilight Zone episodes are about fucking nuclear war. So, I mean, it's, it's really fun to see fiction kind of come out of that. So that's very cool. Cool, man. Thank you. 
Also, this isn't your first anthology, is it, James? You you are also featured on another anthology that that we're part of, actually. Are you guys on the uh, um, Alterna? Yeah, Alterna's running it and publishing. Great yeah. indie publisher. Um, yeah, it's, it's anthology. anthology. Yeah, are you anthology, guys? Yeah. Nice. We have a story nice. on. The crime noir. Yeah. What now? Yeah. What, st- what story are you doing on that nice. bad boy? Mine is called No Dawn for a Pawn. It is a Dr. Seuss meets Sin City. Oh, that's and, cool. Uh, yeah, I was looking to change the game. You know, come up, come up with a different take, and you know, so I did. Uh, it's complete with uh, the rhyming scheme that uh, huh. Seuss preferred the most. It, it's pretty. It's pretty cool. I'll send that's you guys awesome. PDFs afterwards, so you guys that's can check awesome. it out. That's very I'll, cool. I'll send it. Yeah. I've always my kids enjoy Dr. Seuss, but I can't read it because I'm very bad at rhyming and phonics. So like the words don't make the sounds I think they should make in my head. So anytime the kids want to read Seuss, I just go ask your mother. She's a big Seuss fan. So I, I'm out. I tap out. My daughter even makes fun of me. She's like, you don't like reading this, do you? I'm like, no, I don't like reading this. Yeah. yeah. I think my wife is the same way. She'll force it into my hand because she'll read it. She's good. She's better at it than she was, but she'll... Uh, yeah, she'll fumble on the different. It's you know, tough, man. Because he's just making up words, and I get yeah, him to the, know what he's thinking. I'm I not tried a doing reader. that. I, I played with that a little bit, making up like the name of the city. I think is like Friggle Flam City. I created like <laughs> the characters, you know, crazy little names. So that's awesome. It, it was fun, man. Yeah, it's very fun. So you've got the Kickstarter that's going on now. How long is your Kickstarter running till? We have another 17 days. Oh, cool. October nice. 15th. Yeah, okay. by the time, uh, whenever you guys air this, yeah, it's October 15th. So it'll be next week. I think, yeah, this will be out next Wednesday, so you'll have around, perfect. what, 12 yeah. days left? That's cool. And yeah, uh, what right are some on. of the reward tiers that you got for this thing? Yeah, so we got, you know, we tried to mix it up and have something for everyone. We got digital as low as five, uh, five bucks for 50, 50 pages. Yeah, we, so it's a 100-page book, so I tried to break it up um, to give – so the $10 digital gets you the entire book. $5 will get you your choice of either the social issue uh, stories or the environmental issue stories. So you could pick and choose which one you prefer. Uh, $15 gets you, again, digital $15 will get you the book, the full book, plus all of the creators on board, at least the writers. I think there's about seven digital issue number ones of their own IPs. So we That's got, cool. Yeah, there's about 250 plus wow. pages worth of digital comics for 15 bucks. You know, that's one that I think you can't go wrong. I love digital just because sometimes myself, if I want to support somebody, I just might not have the means to spend 25, 30 bucks. So I wanted to have a nice stacked digital uh, reward there. And then as for as low as 20 bucks, you get the book uh, with a bookmark. 30 bucks, you'll get the book plus all the digital stuff. I think about 35 or 40, you'll get the digital book, um, bookmark, the physical book. Um, I'll throw in a, a IP of mine called Wretches, uh, issue number one. And then Daniel Farron, the other creator, will throw in issue number one of his horror story, Untold. And I think there might be some other stuff in that tier. But those are basically, you know, as it goes higher, there's um, some original artwork you can get. We have add-ons. There's some. I might, if you want to bear with me. Oh no, this, this is going to be uh, audio at, only, I'm right? The, I'm, no, I'm looking at the Kickstarter right now. Um, oh sweet. So yeah. yeah so you've I was going to grab the yeah. actual sketch cards. But. Oh cool. Yeah, you've got some cool stuff up here, man. Like you said, it looks like you got uh, rewards for every tier. So that's really awesome. And you got some great creators on this book too, man. So that's really cool. Bob Sally does a lot of good stuff. I know what he's on. Um, what issue? Salvagers. 
Yeah, was, yeah. yeah, he's been doing that book forever. Oh, man. he's crushing great. it. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he's he's got a great loyal fa- uh, following, and his book is actually I think he's got a couple more days. I think it's only three days. So, uh, but Salvagers, yeah, he's got like three hundred plus uh, backers that's, on there. That's they're awesome. doing it's great. Yeah, they're doing awesome. And then uh, Ed Jimenez, who does Unit Forty Four, which is through yeah, Alternative yeah, Comics. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I know Josh Jansen. He colors a bunch of stuff uh, yeah, he's for awesome. some dudes. I know he's another. He's a great colorist, man. That guy's really, really talented. Yeah, he's so. all over the place too. Yeah. I wasn't. I mean, I've seen him here and there, but until bro, uh, Bob brought him onto this project, I had really like looked into what he's done. And he's yeah, he's all over indie titles. He's that's awesome. Fantastic colorer. So this yeah, is a, a cool, lot of guys. This is a cool thing, man. So it's very cool. And how how did you come up with the idea? Like what? Like it seems like you know. Uh, I don't want to say kind of far fetched, but it just kind of seems like, Hey, let's do a, let's, how did you come up with the story for uh, ocean pollution? That sounds like a tough yeah. one to come up with an idea. Right. for. So, so the idea for the overall theme and story is that my co-creator, Daniel Farrand, it was his idea. You know, he wanted to kind of give back to the indie community, bring, bring some indie guys and, and gals together and do something towards, you know, to raise awareness for some things. Um, so yeah, he told me immediately and I was like, I was just, overwhelmed i definitely wanted to get on board with it so him and i was shooting things back and forth for like you know for a couple of months when we first started and then he was like you know um and i think he's he had spoken this himself too so i'm not just um putting words in his mouth so he said something like uh you know he brought me he kind of uh since we we're shooting it back and forth for so long he realized the scope and the magnitude this would take so he brought me on as kind of a co-creator and uh we kind of went from there and to build it up because as creators ourselves, you guys know, and writers, um, you're used to dealing with maybe a handful of people, you need a penciler, inkler, inker, colorist. But when you bring it on, you know, all these people for an anthology, yeah. it's kind of, it's a bit overwhelming. It's a little, it's a lot of, it's yeah, a it's, a lot of pl- it's a lot of plates, yeah. man. It's a lot of plates, exactly, to spin. So, um, so ocean pollution, yeah. Looking at that, you know, I was tossed some ideas around, like what to do, what to tell a story about. And when I got to that one, um, or when that came to mind, I'm not sure the first thing that came to mind, but when I got to ocean pollution, I, I thought, you know, how do I tell a story about this? And I thought about illegal, like offshore dump, uh, dumping, like waste dumping. And then I thought, you know, this ruins, uh, or I did some research, this ruins fishing villages. Um, I read something where, uh, I'm sure you're all familiar with the Somali pirates. The reason, a uh, big reason why Somali pirates took to pirating was because illegal offshore drilling would destroy their fisheries, de- destroy their economy, um, wipe out you know everything that they had to live for. So they had to resort to doing things like robbing yachts that would sail off their coast because foreigners would come in and destroy their fishing populations. Um, if you're a historian, if I'm butchering that, you know, I, I'm sorry, definitely. Uh, I'm not offended. In fact, yeah, no. <laughs> anybody listening, I mean, yes, I don't guys. think they're offended either. Yeah. <laughs> so I thought, listen, the best way um, to someone's heart is through like a deep story. I didn't want to hit anyone with a message, you know, <laughs> over the head with a message. Uh huh. You know, and how do you tell a story about ocean pollution without making it a drag, boring snooze fest and yeah that's kind of the route and so it goes along those lines the whole story i mean hey man it's like uh, star trek 4 they managed to make a story about saving some whales uh, and, make, and make it a whole interesting flick so i mean if they can do it i don't see why you can't that's awesome now do it like doing this giant anthology and stuff like that did that take away from anything that you were working on currently like pitches you were doing did you have to kind of pull back on some of those things or i mean how were you able to kind of keep both you know both your feet on the gas yeah no you, you definitely do you definitely do because it requires 
100% of your time, well, whatever, 95% of your free time, at least myself, I, I have a day job and then the kids when I get home and all that good stuff and uh, wife. So it does require, you know, uh, to get, keep the anthology going, it requires a good chunk of your time. So other stuff, um, I think when I, I think I was able to kind of write the crime noir story that's going to come out in the if anthology, which I think is currently on Twister, uh, Twister, <laughs> uh, Kickstarter, Kickstarter, yeah. Kickstarter as well. See, when I ramble too much, I get tongue-tied. So you guys might <laughs> yeah. jump in and save me every once in a while. You're doing a great job. And if you get if it gets too bad, I'll just edit it. So don't worry about it. <laughs> oh, it's, <laughs> it's all good. Um, where where was I? You asked about... Um, uh, the if You were talking about the If Anthology. Oh, yeah. Or just um, you asked about yeah, other projects. So yeah, I had to delve a lot of my time into this, especially building the Kickstarter page. You know, once... The, the Kickstarter is actually on on my Facebook, my Facebook, my Kickstarter, uh, my personal Kickstarter page. So mm-hmm. I figured if we're doing this, obviously we're going to do it right and put a hundred percent. And it's on my page, so it's a quote, you know, it's my reputation it's on the line, you, so right. to speak. Aside, yeah. So I mean, it's on everyone, me and Daniel, but it's my page, so people see my name, they see it first. So if it sinks or swims, it's it, I'm getting hit first. So I want to yeah. make sure I'm I'm losing sleep over it i'm building this kickstarter page up you know treating it with the reverence it deserves so it did take away from other pitches and stuff like that i tried to maintain conversations with other artists that i'm kind of working on stuff with but you know this stuff in the works still but again yeah it did kind of take away from so i found what i found interesting is that you and daniel both donating number one copies of your own works in with Mm -hmm. the, the kickstarter so um so tell people what Wretches is about and what Untold is about. So um, that's an extra added bonus you get with this. And I think that's a great idea for Kickstarters. It's something Bobby and I have talked about when, when people start Kickstarters to give away, you know, issues of other things you've done as part of a tier. I think that's a wonderful idea to, to keep uh, momentum going and to keep your, your IPs interesting. So tell us about Wretches and Untold. Yeah. So just to go back to on that, um, no, absolutely. Getting and other creators now who are doing Kickstarters, they've even approached me like, hey, if they're doing a digital bundle, can we include wretches? And, you know, why not? I mean, it takes a while to build your first issue, your second issue, you know, but once you have it, it's kind of your backlog. And, you know, if you could send a PDF costs nothing to make, I mean, you already paid the dues to get the thing uh, built, you know, so if it's going to pull in a few fans for future issues and, you know, why the hell not, in my yeah. opinion. Um, so even, and the other creators on board on those digital bundle packages, they all see it the same way. And and it's definitely a smart marketing tool. Um, so wretches is kind of like a, um, I want to say it's, uh, the fifth element meets lethal weapon. You know, it's, it's a brother and sister, um, alone on an alien planet after the post apocalyptic robot war destroyed, destroyed their planet. Um, it picks up, it picks up when they're (laughs) older. (laughs) I mean, thank you, man. It picks up, uh, we do some cool flashbacks in issue one, but it picks up when they're a little bit older on this alien planet that they grew up alone on. They had to struggle to survive. They become mercenaries to kind of just survive. And towards the end of issue one, uh, some, you know, shit hits the fan. And one has to kind of figure out how to save the other. And I think uh, that just goes on from there. Sweet. As far as Untold goes, I don't have that pitch down. Not that I had my own pitch down, but uh, <laughs> it's a horror, a horror story. It's kind of more of a, like a psychological thriller. And, you know, if, if you're into that kind of stuff, that's definitely that's really well. He just completed uh, his Kickstarter for issue two, I think. 
towards the beginning of the summer. So that one's available too. Sweet. That's awesome. Now I'm looking at your website, man. I got to tell you, like this thing is pretty impressive. Like you've got your blog at uh, James E. Roach, R-O-C-H-E.com. Looks pretty good, man. You've got like uh, behind the scenes stuff of like the actual like rough script of like the pictures of the notebook paper and the, and the yeah. finished script and the roughs and the layouts. This looks like it took a lot of time to do. This is very cool. This is nice insider information. I appreciate it. Are you on the, uh, uh, is that a fourth monkey script? Or, Cause uh, I've actually, done that on a few different things. Yeah, I am I've looking at no dawn for the pawn right oh, now. Yeah. Yeah. So I like doing that every once in a while. And I've noticed when I post it on like Instagram or other social media or Reddit or somewhere, um, anywhere for that matter, it gets more attention when you do kind of these breakdowns, you know? So it's something I want to start incorporating more as I go on and have the time. <laughs> Once fourth month, he is nice and funded and we're good to go from there. But, but those type of things, yeah, people definitely take a uh, love taking a look at it. And I myself love behind the scenes type stuff, type yeah. things, you know, like this. So I try to make it as um, visually enticing as possible with like, yeah, like you see over there, the picture cropped out um, the original hand note outline, chicken scratched you know to the uh to the word doc you know mm -hmm. the screen cap to the actual uh, rough sketch to the pencil to the ink to the color and then to the final lettered page see i think this gives people kind of a lot of insight on how the books get made because i mean it's not just as simple as all right somebody draw this i mean there's a lot to it and you really lay it out there very well so if you're looking for some kind of insight on something like this and you're interested in making comics Go to James E. Roach, R-O-C-H-E dot com. And on his blog, he's got all this stuff, man. This is very helpful. This is cool looking stuff, dude. Thanks, man. Yeah. So, you know, it takes a while to build up, obviously. And I try to take, uh, I think I use Squarespace. I don't think. I know I use Squarespace.com for my uh, host. You know, it's easy to build. It's easy for me. I don't know if you guys or anybody listening is interested in, uh, you know, making comics and looking for something that's reliable, easy to use. Uh, that's what I use for that. No, I appreciate that, man. It definitely took time to build. And I consider that, you know, it's your online presence. It's your portfolio. You got to delve into it. You got to put as much time into it as possible because that's where people are going to see you. Go get on your site for a minute. That's that's all you got is a minute to kind of keep them in. And if they start flicking around, see some, I got a bunch of short stories on there. You know, I try to uh, throw as much content as, as possible up on there. You know, That's cool. It, it makes a lot of sense. You might as well just go ahead and give it to them. Like you said, it is your online portfolio. That's pretty smart, man. The, and you're one of the first creators that we've had on the, on the site that has kind of utilized a website in such fashion. I think just I like it. there's so much into being an indie comic creator because you're doing all of the work yourself. That yeah, like, you got the Twitter. Like, yeah, it, you got Twitter. Facebook, you got Facebook. all that stuff. So how much time, like, I know because you said a lot of your time has been dedicated to uh, the Fourth Monkey Anthology, but how much time a week would you say you spend on your website? Not, I don't spend that much time weekly on the website. Um, the original, or the foundation work is already laid out. So when I read, when I originally, I forget what, I had an older website. I think I did WordPress for a little while. So when I, you know, well, hey, well, no offense, but WordPress is kind of the worst. It's kind of the worst yeah, thing in the whole yeah, world. Yeah, it's definitely. So once you got something like Squarespace, where it's, it's literally like plug and play, you know, you pull you pull an image on there, it's beautiful. Uh, for a uh, for a guy like me, you know, uh, <laughs> it's just one, two, three. So once I did all that foundation work, I'm only on there if I'm like I think the other day I on the main page I might have plugged or put something up there for the fourth monkey. Um, so I'm not really on there much weekly. 
I'm on daily. I'm on every every bit of social media. You know, that's just where you, the more active you are on there, the more chances people check you out because you know as well as I do. And, and with my intention, attention span, it's just, you know, I'm on one, two, three, I'm looking around, looking around, looking around. So you got to be active on social media if you want to catch people's eyes. So I'm on, you know, I'm on my phone. Luckily it's the greatest device ever invented <laughs> for marketing and self promoting is your phone. So you just gotta, you know, I just get on there and talk my stuff up because <laughs> if I don't talk about it, no one else will. So try not to spam. Yeah. You try not to be a spammy guy, but and Kickstarter, once you have a Kickstarter campaign going, I think spam goes out the window. You're just on social media, just hammering new images, trying to give more content again and just you know, drive people over to the page. It's cool, man. It sounds like you got a nice little system worked out here. Um, working on any pitches or anything like that at all? Or is that all kind of on the back burner because you got a... The fourth monkey. <laughs> the fourth monkey. Yeah. Um, so no, no dawn for a pawn. I'm actually working on a pitch for that, for, for a graphic novel of the Dr. Seuss meets Sin City. That's cool. I don't like that as a, yeah, not as a comic, uh, you know, floppy single issue thing, but as a, as a concise, you know, a graphic novel. So we have kind of the outline done. Um, I got the same artist on board. That's awesome. Uh, We have, we actually had it colored. I don't know. I think my website might have the colored page up. Maybe not, but, uh, so we had it colored already and we're just working with another artist to do a cover. So we're trying to go for like an old school, maybe uh, an old school crime noir, like Maltese Falcon style That's uh, awesome. cover to get it. Yeah. To kind of tie the theme in mixed with Dr. Seuss, of course. So that's one I'm kind of, that's my next pitch. That's kind of in the pipeline for maybe late 2017. That's awesome. What are you trying to pitch yeah. it to? If you don't mind us asking. No, it's, um, oh jeez. Fuck whoever will take it, right? <laughs> yeah. No, this is yeah, something else we talk about. That's why I asked the question. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, fuck them. Now I'm drawing my, uh, like, me. Can I curse you, on here? Am I okay? I just, yeah, you're fine. I just said fuck whoever will take it. So I think you're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so self-centered. I didn't even hear you curse. Nah, right, Nobody <laughs> no, was um, anyway. <laughs> fuck. Now, uh, again, I'm drawing a blank. Who, uh. I'm mostly looking towards more of graphic novel publishers, you know, guys who focus on that, not really cool. as much as comics. They're a boom. They're an imprint of boom. Um, uh, starts with an A. Jesus yeah, Christ. Ar- ar- it's not Archaea. I think it's Archaea. No, no, it's not Archaea. I'm oh, pronouncing shit. it wrong because I suck at phonics. It's, it's, Arche- yeah. it's Archaea. That's how you say it. It's Archaea? Yeah. But it's not them, though. But it's uh, Is Archaea the one with the diamond, with the triangle logo, with the yeah, eye? Yeah, like, so, it looks like a, like the... Yeah. Like this yeah, kind of thing. so it's not, but it's not them. It's uh, it doesn't look like that. Pop it on, We can't say. We'll say this. Rule one of pitching is you should probably know the name of the company you're pitching your book. To. <laughs> we'll get there. I'll get there. I wasn't ready for this. No more questions. I right, gotta go. James is saying, you know what? Screw you guys. I'm getting out of here. You know what? Yeah. Fourth monkey. You need to worry about. Well, that's hard because you know, being an indie creator, Kevin knows this. I know this. You know this, James. There's just there's so much constantly on your plate because you are, you are writer, you are social media marketer, you're a creative director, you're editor, you know, you're, 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 do, you're, you're doing too much sometimes, you know? So it's kind of, you do kind of get things lost in the shuffle, unfortunately, which is kind no, of absolutely. Fun. Yeah. And I, and I, I know, I know exactly who I want to pitch to my main guy, although I can't think of their name right now, but like we were talking about before the fourth monkey, just these last eight months or whatever has been the one main focus, but we got the other thing in the pipeline. Um, I think even uh, Scholastics has a, gra- I think it's graphics is what their, yeah, uh, yeah. their graphic novel line is called. I don't know. There's, there's a scene in, and I tried, it's an all ages book or short so far. 
But there is a scene that he's got a little toy, like a Dr. Seuss-esque gun. So I doubt they would, you know, it would make it at Scholastics because of that, because, you know, mm-hmm. mild cartoon violence. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, yeah. Uh, and I don't blame them. You know, they cater more to uh, younger younger children. That's cool. But, but yeah, so we're working on stuff. Well, good, man. Know how it goes. I, I know. It's, you never stop. And speaking of never stopping, uh, your Kickstarter, hopefully you'll get funded. You can just go to Kickstarter, search for the Fourth Monkey Anthology. I'm looking at it right now. It's right here. Um, Throw it a couple bucks and, uh, hey, man, do, do some good for some creators and uh, tell, uh, hear some interesting stories about uh, bees and the internet and stuff like that. That's awesome. <laughs> cool, man. I, you said it better than I could have. <laughs> hey, yeah, you know what, I man? Don't worry about it. It's, it's, He's a pro. He's I a am. pro. Yeah. I'm not so, a pro um, comic book maker, but I'm a pro bullshitter, so I got uh-huh. <laughs> um, um, Speaking of, I just bought, uh, I, I jumped on Google because, you know, in the mix of, yeah, like we were talking about uh, the indie comic world and the crap we got going on. I've been following you guys on Twitter and stuff like that for, I think, at least a couple of years. <laughs> and I know both your names very well from there. And I haven't even checked out any of your stuff. I know I actually, I Oathbound I have, and I'm waiting for issue two because I popped it out of my, uh, I dusted it off from when I backed that Kickstarter a that while back. That was super back. nice of you. I appreciate and, uh, it. And I just flipped, no, don't mention it. And I flipped through and I remembered it. So it, I, I enjoyed that one a lot. It was fun. I nice just posted an update yesterday. So it, that with the, oh, you did with him. Yeah, it shows the inked pages. So because um, it's still being inked uh, right now because we we both had po- like a lot of personal things come up in between, but it, it's still coming. It, it'll still be here. So yeah, definitely. So yeah, once that's out there, yeah, I'll definitely be happy to support and shout it out. I got to see what the heck that giant ogre or whatever the cliffhanger was. <laughs> there you I got to see that. that. That's it. You got, that you got the hooks in yeah. it, baby. You got the hooks in it. I'm in, bro. I'm in. It, that's awesome. The uh, job. I like yeah. it. Well, fantasy really like in a wild west tale. Are you going to be doing any? Are you doing any shows here coming up that you want to promote? I'll be at New, jo- uh, New Jersey Comic Expo in November, and okay. that's it. You know, because we had the birth of our third child. And, Congratulations, uh, sir! Thank you, buddy. So, so being a dad, most important really, job ever. Yeah, and the hardest. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you guys know. Um, so yeah, it's been hard to get around and get get things scheduled. And but yeah, I'm, I'm going to do that. This kind of local, so I'll be there. Nice. And if I want to follow you on the Twitter machine, Twitter or Facebooks. Yeah, it's James E. Roach everywhere. It's James E. Roach, R-O-C-H-E. It's on Twitter, Instagram, and then .com for the website. Can't beat it. All right, James. Well, thank you, man. I really appreciate you coming on. That's the Fourth Monkey Anthology. It is on Kickstarter right now. Do yourself a favor. Throw that thing a couple bucks. Do it for James. Sorry. He's 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 got a new kid. Help him out. Help us out. Come on. Yeah. Kids got to eat. Yeah, that's right, baby. So you guys have a good one. James, thanks. Thanks, man. I appreciate it. Thank you guys so much. That was James Roach. His Kickstarter is going right now. It is called... The fourth, the fourth monkey. monkey, not about monkeys. Un- unfortunately, it's not. A, it's like Bobby and I were hoping there were more monkeys. Not everything could be about monkeys, though. I mean, let's be fair. Let's, I mean, everything be could be about monkeys. There yeah, is a planet of the apes. It is true, but then life would be kind of boring because every fucking thing would be. Were you bored? Were you bored watching Planet of the Apes, sir? I've seen all of them except the I new ones. I haven't. I haven't seen the new ones. The, you haven't seen the new ones? Nah, they're actually really great.
I know I've heard uh, it's upstairs. I actually have the first one upstairs on Blu-ray. I just haven't watched it yet. And Dude, then, you should watch it. I think you'll love it. Uh, I, know, I know I will. It's just a matter of just doing it. The second one is even better. So it's weird because like I watched the first, I haven't seen the new one and everybody says the new one is like the best one. But really? The, for the first two of the new ones with James Franco in the first one and the second one has got like um, Brian Cranston in it. Uh, they were both awesome. Talk about a great second act of his career, huh? Brian Cranston's amazing, dude. But I mean, he was just the guy from Malcolm in the Middle. He was the, the dad. dad. Yeah. And, and now look at his second act of his career is really impressive. I mean, he's Breaking Bad. He's he does everything. Everybody loves that guy. He was in Godzilla. I thought like Godzilla was going to be more like Brian Cranston than Godzilla, and then I watched it. And it was more the other kid from that other movie, Aaron. What's his face? You know, I'm talking. Did you watch the Godzilla movie? Uh, I have not seen the Godzilla movie. I have not seen that one. But it, it was all right. It wasn't great, but it was all right. I loved Kong. I thought Kong was awesome. I loved Kong as well. Yeah, I, if you, it's like I, I signed on to see Big, uh, Big Monkey fight things, and I was like totally in. Yeah, was, and, and Big Monkey got, fight things and John C. Riley. I was like, I'm here. I'm yep, for this. And you got your Big Monkey in like the first two minutes of the movie, which really was shocking. I didn't think they were going to show it to you that soon. I was, I was, I was shocked. <laughs> it was awesome. I loved it. So. It was. I agree. I, I, I'm going to buy it. Like that's going to be my Christmas present to myself. Is going to be Skull Island. So you know what. You deserve that. I think you know. You I, think that's, I think that's a good. <laughs> thing. That's a, you know what? You just, you are, you earn that, baby. You have fun with that. <laughs> uh, but yeah, man. So um, so the fourth monkey Kickstarter is live now on Kickstarter, yes. and you and that's James Roach. Uh, mm-hmm. If you want to check out his other work, like he said, he has wretches, and he has got something in the alternate F anthology. Yeah. Order code is September seventeenth. One one zero four, and it also features the word. Look at this! Like I'm getting pro as fuck, son. Wow, that was good. That was really impressive. <laughs> I gotta tell you, that was really good, man. I like. I it. memorized it, so I was wow. like, man, it's my the, the first published thing I've got, so I might as well memorize this number. You know? Now, are you gonna shave your beard? No, because that was the deal. If you got published, you'd shave the beard. You technically- like, I mean, for like, that's a short story. So, like, I mean, still published, bro. It's hey, I, hey, I, hey, I want, I want like stories. Like, I'm okay, hanging gotta- my, I am hanging my hat on that published credit this year because I was telling my wife that this year uh, professionally wasn't a complete failure for me because at least I got published again. That's true. You know, so I'm hanging my hat on that thing, baby. Like, yeah, yeah. it's good. It it was a good idea. Like, so the guy, so those of you that don't know, Bobby's like, I like, I have this idea for this thing. I already had art for, for something else. No, no. What I'll that's okay. Tell the story. The story was a long, long time ago, about two years ago, uh, a friend of mine, uh, Mark. This sounded like slick Rick. Mark Botelli put out on Twitter that he wanted to do a Tom Waits anthology. And uh, if you don't know who Tom Waits is, he's a singer-songwriter. He's Amazing. Still, he's still doing stuff now. He's got a real gravity voice. He kind of talks like this all the time. He's awesome. So Tom Waits is very fantastic, and he wanted to do a Tom Waits anthology. And I said, you know what? Doing an anthology is a good way to get work out there, so hell yeah, I want to do this. So I pitched him some ideas, and he took this one about a boxer who was throwing a fight. Uh, my idea for this, would be, it would be totally silent. There'd be no dialogue in it. There'd be no words. It's just just the imagery of this broken kind of beaten down fighter who was once a contender who kind of threw it all away, throwing another fight, yada, yada, yada. So he liked it. Uh, Mark liked it. So we did it. And like many of these anthologies that get kind of put together, they just, 
there's like like uh, like our man James was saying, there's just so many moving parts. There there wasn't a Kickstarter, so there was no real, I guess, uh, uh, driving force behind this thing, and it just kind of fell to the wayside. And I just happened to have these eight pages of art that uh that Tim Salzik Sal Salz that this artist I know Tim does. Uh, uh, Swit- Switalzik, I think. Yeah, Tim Switalzik. Really nice guy, really talented dude. Uh, and I saw that Alterna had their uh, If Anthology coming up, and it was crime. And I said, hey, Kevin, I've got this art from Tim. Uh, I've got this story. We should pitch it. And Kevin said, let's do it. He said, I didn't. Switalski, that's his yeah, name. Switalski, good guy, man. Really good cat. And um, Kevin said, all right, let's do it. So we pitched it, and they said, hey, uh, we like it, but there's no words. We need some dialogue. So Kevin and I wrote dialogue in like, an afternoon we actually just texted it to each other <laughs> that's I, pretty funny yeah, yeah we were and i just pulled the text messages off and put them on a word doc and sent it over to sean greenleaf because i was at work yeah. i was i was at my day job and yeah. he was texting me and i text him back I'm like this sounds a little better and he's like yeah that does sound better or, or i send one to him he'd be like this sounds a little better like i like what you said but let's like rearrange it so that's just how we did it and, uh, a- in one afternoon abc baby always be making comics and we sent it in and they <laughs> took it so there you go published credit it'll be out in november i'm really excited about it and it looks great. It does. It looks killer, man. I'm really jazzed about it. And it's good to have published work. You know, Alterna's, uh, they're doing things. They're doing some impressive stuff. We had a um, publisher. We, we had, had Peter Sametti on. Yeah. So um, we will talk to you guys next week. Thank you for listening and have a wonderful week. Goodbye, everybody. You're listening to the Word Bros Podcast, thewordbros.com.